Cool. We don't have anything for a cold open in this conversation. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, like the Rachel Dolezal bit. <laughs> <laughs> to the, the classic Rachel Dolezal bit, if you want. Rachel Dolezal is always mm-hmm. some, something that people are interested in hearing about. Whatever it takes. That Rachel will catch you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Bev Grayson. <laughs> I'm running for mayor, possibly, mm-hmm. in the after this is all said and done. So Ollie J, if you could manage not to piss yourself. Sorry. <laughs> you could use a toughie like me on your team. <laughs> Fucking pissed herself, fucking shit herself. That's something from Silent Bob and Jay, and I can't think of what it's from. But all I could think of while she was pissing herself was she fucking pissed herself and shit herself. (laughs) I should know because he's a famous Degrassi alum, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jason Mewes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm Bev Grayson, the great Bev Grayson. I'm going to run for mayor, possibly, maybe, who knows. But I don't know. You're interning for me. What do I do otherwise? What am I doing that you intern for me for? I don't know. I mean, if she's thinking about running for mayor, is she doing some other kind of political office at this point? I would, I would assume, assume so. But I also, would, I also was assuming that she was already running for mayor because I'm like, what are they doing for her if they're talking about getting the vote out? I don't know. What? City council? <laughs> Maybe. She was some kind of a politician. She had a lot of people who worked for her for city a council. A lot of people. Sh- yeah. uh, for example, Shantae and Holly J. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other people. None of the other yeah. people we didn't you know. You think Jimmy Van Bramer had a lot that many people who worked for him? Jimmy Van Bramer. <laughs> he was our old city council rep. Who is the guy that Max was obsessed with who was running for something? Oh, what was his name? I forgot. I remember you, I, he wasn't someone saw I could him. vote for. We saw him in real life one time. Mm-hmm. We didn't vote for him, though. He was like a Democrat, but he was like not like a he was a middle of the road Democrat. What the hell was his name? You know who will remember Myra. Yeah. Jacoby Shaddix. Anyway, so Jacoby Shaddix was running for city council if my, the district in the story <laughs> where I live. Suffocation, no breathing. <laughs> what was first, Kobe Dix or Jacoby Shaddix? What was the first name? Well, his real name is Jacoby Shaddix. So, what was his name though? When because at the beginning of Papa Roach, he had one, but then when he hosted the show where people fell on their skateboards, he had a, the other one. Oh, he was probably going by Kobe Dick. <laughs> By the time. Roach. Yeah. No, and I then, think it's Papa Roach. And then he was like, let me go by my real name, Jacoby Shaddix. Yeah, because this is the classy show where people fall on their balls when they jump off yes. their skateboards. Yes, exactly. It's like, Jackass is popular. What are other things that are like <laughs> Jackass, but nowhere near as fun or endearing? Mm-hmm. Let's get Jacoby Shaddix. Kobe Dix. <laughs> Speaking of music stuff, Pat sent me a really great article the other day about live and what's been going on with them recently live have been going through it tumultuous like year for the for our friends in the from uh pittsburgh's own live no not pittsburgh they're york pennsylvania's own live <laughs> it's the same fucking thing Don't it's fucking really not <laughs> same shit. pennsylvania's all this fucking bunch of pennsylvanians running around there being like a bunch of water can i have some water 
Yeah, they say that in Baltimore too, water. Yeah, they've been going through it. One of the band members got like fucking hoodwinked by some There's two guys named Chad in this band <laughs> to guys. start with. That is a great story. <laughs> the real story is that there's two this is a band with two Chads. gentlemen named Chad. It's very hard to figure out which Chad Which is the good Chad. One of the Chads is a trumper and the other Chad everyone says is Q-Anon. a liar. The other Chad is like one Chad is like QAnon Chad. Yeah, he's the trumper Chad too. Yeah, and then the other Chad May or may not have been swindled by, right? Is my am I getting everyone's this right? mad at the other Chad, but yeah, he seems like the one who's not crazy. Like he got, but he got taken by a con man, right? The yes, good Chad, yes, yes, he did, and gave a lot of money away or something. I don't, I, I can't really remember. Yeah, and then Ed Kowalczyk. But here's a th- here are a couple of things. Two two real revelations from the Rolling Stone live story, which honestly is a fascinating fucking read. Yes, you have to read it start to finish. It's, if you have any great. interest in the band Live, who we talk about, I don't love you. We, we talk, talk about, about Lakini's the- Juice. Lakini's Juice. Let me ride. The, that one. The Strange Water. It's easy enough. To be one. They do bring up singing about placentas in that article, which was great. Who else was singing about placentas? It's funny because, like, I was a kid, I think that comes out in 1995. So I'm Mm -hmm. either 14 or 15, depending on when in 1995 it comes out. And I thought nothing of, I was just like, yeah, man, her placenta falls to the floor. The angel opens her eyes. Anyway, so (laughs) here are the two big revelations that I took from the live album, which one we just spoke about was that at some point there was a super group that consisted of members of live and members of Candlebox Mm -hmm. who stink. Mm -hmm. Candlebox. Mm -hmm. That's a big revelation. They didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. And then the second revelation is that at one point, Ed Kowalczyk was not even singing in live. There was another guy who was the lead singer of live for a time. Who knew? Who knew that happened? Yeah, I but didn't then, even realize that because a couple years ago, Bush and Live were touring together. Well, Ed Kowalczyk was back at that point. Yeah. But Ed Kowalczyk has since fired everybody from Live. Which I'm surprised he could do because they all formed this band in eighth grade together. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. The thing that the the other thing that you didn't bring up that was really surprising to me was that all of the other members of live aside from Ed Kowalczyk and this swindler guy ran a fiber optics company for a while (laughs) in the last decade. The swindler was in the band. Did I miss that? No, no, no. He wasn't. Oh, everyone else in the band and the swindler. Right, right, right. He's fired everybody, and he's yeah. um, he's now left him there by himself, chained to fate. Yeah. He's been made fun of for being strange. It's easy enough to be one. Uh, I sink into Eden with you. But yeah, highly recommend reading that article. Alone in Broomhead the church by and by. The first season of this podcast, you and I were really toying with going to see Bush in live at Jones Beach 
Yeah, theater. I think we might have been in the third season, but it's we're in Ted now, so it's all meaningless. <laughs> we should have gone to that show. We should have gone. Now, yeah, now we over. can. We can. We can never see live again. This is why I'm like, anytime a band you like is playing, it might be do your last like, opportunity. Do, do we to see like them. live? I don't know if I do. I've never. I've maybe saw them at a festival once. Maybe we do like those songs. Those songs are pretty fun. Yeah, Lakini. They mostly, like, we know they're not good. Like, their placenta mm-hmm. falls to the floor. Mm-hmm. I was looking at pictures of live, and I was like, other than Ed Kowalczyk, I couldn't tell you any of those guys on the street. You couldn't pick out the Chads? You didn't mm-hmm. know which Chad was which Chad? No, I did not know which Chad was which Chad. Was one a hanging Chad, you remember? Oh, gosh. Pregnant Chads? Let me ride. I mean, it's one of those things, though, that if they came on Lithium, I'm like, I never depends change on them. the song. Depends on the song, but I would probably keep it on. Which one would you change? I would change. I change none of them. I think I would maybe flip through lightning crashes. No, you wouldn't, because if you were by yourself and there was mm-hmm. nobody else in the car, you would want to sing the mm-hmm. shit out of lightning crashes. If I was alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I alone oh, was yeah. in the car. <laughs> I alone. If you alone, you would want to sing those big parts oh, dolphins of Dolphins Cry. Crashes. That's the one that I don't give a shit about. I don't. I, if you sang the chorus, I'd be like, right, I know that. But I can't, I can't pick it out of. Yeah. I might, the, it might take me a minute to change it. Dolphins Cry. Is that it? <laughs> I feel like Johnny DeMarco could be like a backup member of live. Johnny DeMarco. It's looking good. It's looking good. He's got that college little. He, he doesn't look thing. like himself because he doesn't have his uh, hair in his hat. No, yes. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? Where's his hat with the extra hair hanging off of it? He really did not have a hair hat on. You're right. <laughs> he sank into Eden with Allie. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about. Oh, how you doing, Rach? I'm doing all right. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good. Pretty good. Things are all right. You know, you can't complain. It's another day in life. Another day in paradise. Yeah, another day in paradise. Oh, we're not getting that snow here. Good friend of ours used to say, (laughs) another day in paradise. He's not dead, but he used to say that all the time. He's not dead. So, but we're not here to talk about (laughs) the Keeney's Jews are live, a Rolling Stone magazine. I alone selling the drama. Dolphins Cry, Mental Jewelry. That's the name of their first album, Mental Jewelry. Or their second album. It was the one before Throwing Copper. We're not here to talk about any of that stuff. What we're here mm-hmm. to talk about, for the last time in a month, for a month, right? Yeah. This is the last time we're yeah. going to talk so about this shit for a month. We have two more episodes of this that we're going to do when we get back, plus the yearbook. That's what it's called. Four more episodes, two more episodes of our show, but four more Degrassi episodes Mm -hmm. because they're two parters. Yes. Yeah. So it takes forever. But we're almost to the end. But this is the last time we'll be doing it for a month. So we'll miss you guys. Yeah. We'll miss the broomheads, the dope monkeys, both of you. But we're here (laughs) to talk about two dope monkeys. Oh, you mean the both the broomheads and the dope monkeys? Sorry, the way you said it, I was like assuming that everyone was a broomhead except for two people who are dope monkeys. Oh, no. There's a lot of dope monkeys. It's an even split down the middle. What are you? 
I don't. I feel like I'm more of a broomhead than a dope monkey. I'm a monkey. dope monkey. Full yeah, on. That's why we get along monkey. so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're here to talk about Degrassi, more specifically Degrassi episodes 1039 <laughs> and 1040, the 225th and 226th episodes of Degrassi. Wow. But yeah, it's getting wild how many of these fucking things we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of all the two parters, it's the 166th episode of Degrassi. Name of the episode is Hide and Seek. Hide and Seek is an Imogene Heap song. Mm-hmm. We had an Rich. interesting conversation earlier today, Pat and I, because yeah. I was like, I know her name. I've never heard this song. And he's like, wait, you don't remember this song from the OC? It was a very big song. It was a big song in the circles that watched the OC and SNL in the mid-2000s. Because that's where it sort of like made its name. Yeah, Pat sent me an SNL sketch where they made fun of the scene from the OC that used it. That was very funny. I really enjoyed it. One of the greats. One of the great digital shorts of all time. Dear Sister. Dear Sister. If you if you haven't seen it, um, highly recommend. Um, yeah, so I uh you didn't ask me anything yet. (laughs) Just jumped in. What's your favorite Imogene Heap song, Rach? (laughs) Um, I went and listened to some of her stuff today and I was like, I actually don't know any of this, but what I do know is Frufru. Yes. I didn't realize she was like, that was a band that she was in. I didn't until today either. And I was like, aha, that's why I know her voice. Um, because the great let go was on the garden state soundtrack. Ah, the garden state soundtrack. Mm -hmm. If you listen to this song, it will change your life. New slang and a crust of this town. <laughs> the and I will get down <laughs> if you to me like. Ghosts. I think to be quite honest, before today, I thought that Let Go was by Dido. <laughs> so- <laughs> Imogene Heap is a big is a got a lot of Dido running through her. That was like one. That was a time. Yeah. In place. And breathe in is the other Frofro song that I knew, and I was like, okay, so I know these ones. I just didn't oh, I know. I love that song. Breathe in, breathe out, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, tied to a wheel, right? The great frou-frou. I love that song by frou-frou. <laughs> so I was like, because I haven't heard Hide and Seek, which was famous for that moment, and I didn't know any other Imogen Heap songs, um, I guess I'm just going to go with uh, Let Go. I'm proud of you that you had an answer. Yeah, I was I was surprised that I did. <laughs> Is Let Go a Imogene Heap song? No, it's a frou It's a frou song, but no, she's that, in you can't, I, Well, I mean, Paul McCartney's in Wings. If I said, what's your favorite Beatles song, and you picked Baby, I'm Amazed, that doesn't count. That feels a little bit different to me because this is Why? solo artist versus in a band versus two different bands. Okay, well, if I was like, what's your favorite <laughs> Mick Jagger song? <laughs> And you weren't like wandering spirit. Instead, you said like 19th nervous breakdown. I'd be like, that's a rolling stone. What if I was like, what's your favorite Simon and Garfunkel song? And you were like, oh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Well, I feel like it works one way. If you say, what's your favorite Paul Simon song? And you pick a Simon and Garfunkel song. All right. If you say and so. what's your favorite Morrissey song? And you pick a Smith song. I wouldn't pick a Smith song. I pick a Morrissey song. Those are mm-hmm. different artists. Well, I'm just saying I haven't heard any solo what stuff. So I, oh, this is all I can pick. Yeah, closing in. Dude, where were you, Broomheads? 
Where were you, dope monkeys, on that night in 2005 when Marissa shot Trey? <gasps> oh my God, I know where I was on that night in 2005 when Marissa shot Trey. I was in my apartment on 63rd Street in Manhattan on the small couch that pushed into a divot where, and the TV was next to me because it was so small. I lived in such a small apartment that the TV, it was like the couch faced outward one way, but the TV was on the wall on the other side. So you'd have to sit on the couch and like switch over with my dear friend, uh, my dear friend, uh, Mike, Mike Doria, was at my apartment on 63rd Street watching the finale of the OC season two with glee when we were finally rid of the evil Trey, the character who almost single-handedly ruined the OC. And when he was shot, uh, what you say, we're closing in. Uh, just, that's all I know is that part, the one part. <laughs> Imogene Heap, baby. I got nothing for you. I only know the one song, Hide and Seek, mm-hmm. played famously during the moment when Marissa shot Trey on the OC, one of the great TV moments of my life, bar none. Rachel didn't watch the OC. No, I don't know. I did it was not. not her thing. I loved the OC. I still do. Yeah, I, I love don't know all why I did episodes. it. I guess, I guess it was like when I was in college and it was... You had to watch things live or you didn't see them. I know. I re- it, this was appointment television. Yeah. And so I feel like I didn't watch a lot of shows during that time period that were important to me. Unless I could get them on DVD later. Digital video disc. Like The Tribe, which I right. had all of season one on. The OC was not the first show to do this because mm-hmm. it had been done a million times. Mm-hmm. But at the time... It was very odd for networks to premiere television shows in the summer. Summer was rerun Yeah, and this time. was in August. Premiere So the date. first season of The O.C. dropped in the summer, which most people thought, oh, mm-hmm. this just means it's a bad show. It's going to be eight episodes of this thing, and mm-hmm. we'll move on. Nope. Bonafide hit. Such a big hit that it spawned a reality show because of the goddamn original show. And then, but it was one of those shows that burned so bright and so fast and then had a big dip in the third season. Mm -hmm. But I maintain came back pretty strong in the fourth season. But what can you do? You only got four seasons of it. But iconic characters, Seth Cohen is an iconic TV character. Uh, Summer, Summer Roberts, probably uh, an iconic TV character. Um, The great uh, Sandy Cohen Caleb Nickel. Oh, God. What great characters. Kiki and Juju. Oh, Juju. We should. Uh, yeah. What was her? That, Caleb Nickel was. Uh, Julia. Uh, Julie Cooper Nickel. Julie. Julie. He married Julie Cooper Nickel, who was Kiki. Kirsten Cohen. That's his daughter. Was her contemporary. And he called her Juju. Kiki. Juju. He called gotcha. it Juju and Kiki. Gotcha. What are the great shows? We should watch the OC on the Patreon. Yeah. Never seen it. 
I was done. there at SNL when they did that sketch. I was there for the whole run of it, the writing of it, the whole deal is pretty great. What a great sketch. It was two years after the fact. Yeah. To be fair. Just taking a sip, pouring one out for the OC. And um, Imogene Heap. What a time. Yeah. What a time. Of a time. That was like, you said Dido, so much like Dido. Mm-hmm. That when was popular I, music. Fall 2004, I was living in London and I was working at this gallery and they had like one CD that they would just play on loop during the day. And I feel like there were at least five Dido songs on that CD. So whenever I hear Dido, I'm like, oh, it takes me back to that time when I worked in that gallery. That guy who owned it was really shitty. And I looked him up recently because I was like, did he get me tooed? And he did. Oh, he, good for him. <laughs> yeah. I was um, like, that guy must have gotten me too, and he totally did. The OC really was, though, whether whatever you think about it as a series, it was a big barometer for like music. It really like changed popular music mm -hmm. because that was like Seth Cohen would talk about Death Cab, and then mm -hmm. suddenly people know are paying attention to Death Cab, and like Phantom Planet do the theme song yeah that's what i was saying i was like thing. i love phantom planet and yeah. i never got into those <laughs> but like that show would mention a band and mention a song and that was right around the like the beginning of itunes so it was it really was a tastemaker and like if i think there was a time where like if you were a band and you got on the oc much like imaging heap that meant like oh that's it you did it that was like mtv at that time mm -hmm. Because at that point, MTV had already sort of like been done with making music videos. So it was like when, remember like Moby put play out and put every song in a commercial? Mm -hmm. That was how people found music yeah. in those days. Commercials it was a weird, and TV shows. It was a weird time because it was uh, post Napster, um, but before anyone, but pre-Spotify. So it was like a weird music time where iTunes. people People were know. like buying songs yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. So like, and that was, and I think that song was a huge hit because of that fucking stupid OZ thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Which then beget the great SNL sketch, Dear Sister, starring Bill Hader and Andy Samberg and many other people. It was very funny. Including the great Shia LaBeouf. You know him, you love him. <laughs> was he the guest host? I believe so. He's in the episode, he's in the sketch, so I'm assuming he was the guest host. Yeah. But Pat, you said you worked there. Don't you remember? Yeah. No, I don't remember. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't remember who was the guest host for everything I was there for. So hide and seek. Who's hiding and who's seeking? Allie's oh. hiding over here. I was like, I can tell you who it Wesley's is. Wesley's hiding underneath his uh, pogo stick. But what I need is a best is a blurb from my friend <laughs> Rachel. So hit me with your best blurb. <laughs> oh, okay. Holly J and Allie are hiding from their problems, which won't just go magically away, as Johnny DeMarco and Shantae remind them repeatedly. Meanwhile, Wesley tries to break a Guinness World Record for pogoing, because of course he does. <laughs> because he's trying to... He might be seeking something, himself. whereas the other ones are just hiding. He's trying to uh, impress his 11-year-old self who wrote the letter in the... Mm -hmm. Uh, he famous. does seem like someone who'd be very into like the Guinness Book of World Records. I was just like, you wrote these letters three years ago. Like, how old I think are it you? was five. Okay, five years ago. But they also said it was in seventh grade, 
and they're in 10th grade. So really yeah. it is three years ago. But then they said 11 year old self, which is not you wouldn't be 11 and then almost 16. I was 12. Something is wrong on this math here. That's true. You're right. It's, you know what they call fuzzy math. Yeah. <laughs> that was also big at this time. Well, not this time. That was big at the time of uh, the OC. So that was a great blurb, Rach. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. Like I'm not. It actually was not one of my best, I don't think. But You like to play hide and seek when you were a kid? Um, I did. I did. And then at some point I realized that it's not as enjoyable as it seems. Yeah. Do you have to play it with your kids? Um, I have had to play it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty stupid. I live in an apartment, so there's not yeah. a lot of places for the kids to hide. Yeah. Or for you to hide, I'm sure, either. More often than not, I'm like, I'll seek. And then I'll pretend to count for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So that I get like give yourself minutes. a break, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess baby said, "I know the tr- I know the tricks yeah, of the trade." You know what <laughs> Guys, Holly J is tired. She's fatigued. She has She's, a sore throat. I thought she was going to have chronic fatigue syndrome, like uh, Dorothy's Borneck in that one Golden Girls episode. <laughs> I was just convinced that she had mono. Yeah, this was this was a strange lead in. Well, there's been nothing to get us here. There's been no. Uh, previous plants here to like no. get us to like that Holly J must might be feeling ill. Yeah, she just suddenly is like not feeling very good and she seems very overworked, which is her MO. Yeah. She's in her last year of school, getting ready to go to Yale. Yep. So she's got to do all, she's got to work, she's got to go to school, she's got to do all her clubs, she's got to do her work study. She's not in Yale yet, is she? I think she got in. So what the fuck is she doing? Don't You're already work so in the hard. damn school. Chill out. Stop running 10Ks, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. With I ben I got Grace. mad at her. I was like, why are you? You were so sick. Like, you can just say, I'm sick. Like, people are not going to be upset with you. I mean, yes, you would like to think that they won't be, but this is pre-COVID and people were our assholes. Like people do. I think that people do ex- in, well, that's Canada. It's not America, but I think in America, like pre-COVID, especially people did expect you to like go to work sick because it's a stupid mm-hmm. fucking country. <laughs> stupid mindset where yeah. like you're it's it work no matter what. What I found strange about it is that Holly J seems like a smart person, but, and she's so sick, though, that it's like, it's it's obvious that it's not just like, I'm worn out. Like, yeah, it's like, but this I think is worrying. Was, <laughs> I thought she was pregnant also early mm, on. Mm-hmm. I, was, I thought that as well. That was my early thought. I was like, oh, God, she's going to be pregnant with Declan's baby. That's what mm-hmm, I thought. Mm-hmm. But she's not pregnant. Um, also, Shantae suggests that she might be pregnant. She does, yes. But she's definitely not. She's just got, I don't know. I mean, this is the whole story. Is like she keeps pushing mm-hmm. herself. She goes on the 5K. She, 10K. V- sorry, 10K. She 10 of those Ks. It's 10 of those Ks. I was selling that, that K short. I was by five full Ks. Yeah, that's like a lot longer of a K. It's a lot. To, oh, it's a whole nother half of a K. 
Yeah, yeah. She's she's doing this work study for Bev Grayson, who we don't know. She's going to eventually run for mayor, but we don't know what she was doing previously. <laughs> Hallie J is working for her. I have no idea. Um, Hallie J has some like pitch ideas about mobilizing the vote through social media that she wants to tell her about, and which just turned out to be use Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> didn't seem like much of a pitch to me maybe back then twitter wasn't as big as it is now yeah that's true um 2011 was the episode so yeah i don't know yeah 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 she can't run this 10k she's puking in the garbage can and gives up and then is like web MDing all the things that could possibly be wrong with her self-medicating with like six different things and i was like what is she even taking i can't can't tell. Something with a dropper, something with a fucking all kinds yeah. of things. Everyone is telling her how terrible she looks. Shantae, Sav. Sav said she looks like she got hit by a truck. I was like, not a nice thing to say <laughs> to your fucking girlfriend, dumb dumb. But maybe one to convince her that she might actually be sick. But she's not like vain like that. So it would be yeah. more like, dude. Yeah. My whole thing was like, why aren't you going to the doctor? What are you Well, mean? and then what's so wild to me about this is that she passes out in class for this work she's like so worried about this work study presentation for mrs o's class which is like not that important that she can't go to the doctor for that i'm like that's a perfect time to go to the fucking doctors during this work study presentation for right. media immersion right. class um so she passes right. out while they're in the middle of giving it she's like so dazed she can't form sentences Passes out, hits her head, has to get three stitches. Something I'm familiar with, but I had more stitches. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really <laughs> conked her fucking head, though. Yeah. That was a pretty good shot. She goes to the hospital, and no one's called her mom because she's 18. And, um, you know, the doctor's like, you need to rest. And she, like, rips out her IV. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves the hospital. And that's when I was like, this does not seem like Holly J. I believe that like Holly J's like pretty motivated and wants to work hard and stuff. But yeah, I was just like, but I think she would. Take- I think she would trust the doctor who's like telling yeah. her that like, let's do some blood tests. <laughs> like she's too smart to want to like pass away at 18. <laughs> like Yeah, it, was- it just seemed really strange to me. So she then decides she walks out of the hospital and she keeps calling herself like a trooper and stuff. And I'm like, this is not a good thing. Like, and this does not a seem like you. So I don't know who wrote these episodes, but it doesn't quite seem like the way to get her to this plot line, these eventual plot line that they were trying to reach. Um, She's also like oddly hung up on Shantae, like taking credit. Yeah. She's really like bothered Sean- by that because Shantae got a good review from the work study and she didn't. And that might be why she's so upset. But like her not giving the presentation in class isn't going to change like Bev Grayson's opinion of her. Yeah. Shantae's like, I'll finish the five, the 10K. Sorry, I keep saying 5K. You're the really undercutting both- this run. I know. This is Fun a really run. serious, this is a serious race. And I am making it seem less serious by knocking five full Ks out. There's a part where like Holly J shows up and she's like about to tell her that she's sick and she's like, oh, it's Bev Grayson. She's like, oh, it's okay if you don't have like the best athletic gear for this race. Yeah, because she had just like a regular old sweatshirt on and <laughs> Bev Grayson was like, show up in whatever, just run. Um, yeah, but she's very worked up about Shantae taking credit for the race, taking credit for the presentation. And Shantae's just like, we're in it together, but I don't know. Holly J doesn't seem to think so. No. 
Um, so she goes back in and they're going to pitch to Bev Grayson about their great solution, which is just to use Twitter. That's (laughs) how you mobilize young voters because they don't know about these candidates otherwise. So get on the Twitter. People use the Twitter. Um, so yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah. Then she has an incontinence issue. Yeah. She pisses herself. And she is so embarrassed. Just understandably. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, that's like the worst, like the worst of the worst embarrassing things that could happen. Pretty much. Yeah, she like, doesn't one even of the- know what's happening. Yeah. She, and Shantae is a good friend. She re- puts her jacket around her and she's like, mm-hmm. come on, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, you got to go to the doctor. So she calls her mom in tears and they go to the hospital And then this is the part I had to ask my dad, who is a retired doctor, about because I was like, would this really happen like in this way? And they're very vague in the diagnosis, which I think is purposeful. They just say that she has compromised her kidneys uh, or kidney function. And if you have something like strep throat, you can get an infection that could be bad. But the likelihood of it being something in your kidneys that would be this bad is like incredibly unlikely. And the fact that they would put her on dialysis after her just having strep throat for a few days and this not likely to happen. Um, They said it's more likely to get like kidney stones or something like that, than it would be for this to happen. (laughs) Um, She's playing hide and seek though with her streptococcus. Yeah. So sick because she, you know, ignored her strep throat and it's like, word to the wise. If you get sick and you're not like, you should rest. Like you should let that stuff pass through your system because you know, if you can get sicker from things like people get pneumonia from the flu all the time. I, I once like, was, I once got pneumonia because mm-hmm. I was a stupid idiot and was like, no, 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 I got, I have shit to do and worked through it and ended up getting pneumonia and was sick as a fucking dog, dude. Yeah. That, I know someone who passed away as a 40 year old because of doing like, because of getting the flu and then getting pneumonia. It's like that, that stuff happens. It's just America, the, America. the strep to kidney thing is unlikely. And the other thing, the other part that seemed, my dad said that the incontinence part was incredibly unlikely from the way that they described it happening because normally it works from your bladder up and like the bladder would have been the first problem. And then your kidneys would have been a problem rather than the other uh, way around. Very funny that they were like, she has to piss herself. Let's yeah. figure out a way to make <laughs> that a way work. to make that happen. Let's just leave it really just, vague. And I know kidneys. Like we we both have not seen bits and pieces of seasons and stuff like that. Like you watched some of Next Class, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched Next Class, but like I never saw these ones. But I know bits and pieces of what happens, even though I'm trying not to spoil it too much for myself from being in Degrassi Facebook groups and stuff like that. So I'm like, I know where this is heading for her. Um, I don't. Uh, it into more of a kidney problem. Um, yeah. So it's like, I think that they just wanted a way to get her there and to make it seem like it's her fault that she got there, but it's not, this continues. This doesn't Mm -hmm. get like better. Yeah. It continues for how long. I don't know. It might be done in the season for all we know. (laughs) I was like, just because it continues doesn't mean it continues long. Cause that's like, there's other things I know that are supposed to happen while all of these guys are still, the seniors are still at the school. And I'm like, that hasn't happened yet. And I'm like, oh yeah, because this is going to be a two halves of a season or one school year situation. 
So they're back next season. Yeah, they're still in high school next season. All right, LAJ. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Renal system compromise. That's what they said. Yeah, she's got a renal failure. Yeah, and let's just see what happens with the that dialysis. You think strep throat hurts though? Like you got to go to the doctor. You just go to the fucking doctor. You yeah. I had I used to get strep throat all the time when I was a kid. <clears throat> Me too. I used to get it a lot too. Yeah. You know how like doctor the lowercase doctor the lowercase d. It's mm-hmm. like the opposite of a lowercase what? B. B. Story. Story. Uh, you you wouldn't said, do lowercase You know what you should have said? Though. What rhymes with P? That's true, too. <laughs> and also, if you're saying doctor, that's a capital. because it's a Yeah, it's a capital D. Always. You respect Whenever I write doctor. Johnny DeMarco, I use a little D, though. Mm. Little D, big M? Is that what yeah. you do? Yeah, yeah. I bet you it's capital big D big M. It probably is, but for whatever reason, I always write the lowercase D. You got a little tiny soul patch, Johnny DeMarco. (laughs) Where is your hat? (laughs) Johnny DeMarco was missing his hat hair, and it really bothers me. (laughs) He's at Toronto University now. He's got a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if that was his girlfriend or not. Well, she said it at the end. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Allie. Oh, so this is your girlfriend, I guess. We knew where this was going. Allie went into the waiting arms of Johnny DeMarco. Mm-hmm. And I guess he doesn't have a roommate. <laughs> I was, I know. He I just was... lives in this room, single? God bless. But there's like two beds in there? Maybe and Allie's just like, let me just stay a little bit longer. I feel like our dorms were so specific. Like you, a had to have an ID card to get in, so someone would have to walk you in and out all the time. And B, like, I don't think you could just like randomly have someone there without like signing them in. My college was like that too. You had to sign them in, but but Canada, you know, they're very trustworthy. Apparently, Toronto. So that's where Allie was. She was at Johnny DeMarco's college dorm room. Mm-hmm. They weren't fucking or anything. They were just, she, he was just being nice to her, mm-hmm. helping her out. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's going crazy at home, but Sav, our boy Sav. Oh, he knew this is where she had to be. But he, yeah, he sussed it out. But also, he, he stands up to his mom and dad finally, which was a yeah, great About fucking time. Yeah, about fucking time. So, uh, all the while Holly J is sick and Sav's not really paying a ton of attention. It's not that he's not paying attention, but his mind is elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's with sort of, where is my sister? To the point where I was like, why is he still in school? Your sister's missing. <laughs> Take a day off. Like, you have to no one takes school. a fucking day off from school. One's getting renal failure. One sister's f- God knows where. One guy's pogo sticking yeah, through the auditorium. He's the one who gets a day off of school. His uncle Mike gets him a day off of school to do the pogo tournament. <laughs> uncle Mike, what great casting. The guy they cast to play Uncle Mike is mucho bueno as far as how much he looks like Wesley. He does. He does. So Sav. 
like we said, susses it out. He goes to Johnny DeMarco's dorm and Johnny DeMarco initially is like, no, nah, she's not here, bro. Don't know what you're talking about. And then closes the door and then the reveal is, oh, she is here. Um, and Johnny DeMarco's like, you said you got thrown out. You didn't say you ran away because he could get in trouble for like yeah. harboring a minor. Yeah. Um. So she's going to be she's going to leave and to go to the bus station in a wig. <laughs> the costume is so good. Well, the girlfriend, Kayla, yeah. um, she's like into theater, but also studying neuroscience. And uh, so she kind of is like feeding Ellie things about like university is cool. But also yes. let me do your wig for you. Johnny DeMarco was like, make her think that like college is great and she could come here or something. Mm hmm. So Johnny Allie, DeMarco's doing the right thing. Allie is so dramatic about the situation at home. And it's like, but in a way that feels so real for like a totally. teenager to be like, oh, my parents hate me and like everything is wrong. Like she's literally going to run away to Vancouver to start over her life, not knowing how to do that whatsoever. That's yeah, how. Even though it's, it's also so rainy there. It's so rainy. <laughs> Ba -da -ba -da, yeah, da -da 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 no rain. <laughs> also, Johnny DeMarco said, I don't want you to end up like some squeegee kid. Yeah, he did say that. So she gets, she puts an outfit on. She goes to the bus station. She, Allie is so Allie. She goes up to some guy and she's like, hey, are you a, a runaway? <laughs> She's like, because I'm running away and I just need to know all the, <laughs> everything you've done. How am I going to make this work? And he's like, I'm going to steal your bag is how I'm going to make this work. <laughs> and then he does. And then she really doesn't know what to do. She's she got no bus ticket. She's got nothing. She's that also was... ripped down a poster to find her. Yeah, they got really far with those posters. The Where is Ali Bandari posters? All over Toronto. Oh, Toronto. also earlier on, she like goes into face range and she sees all the messages that her friends have left. And like, someone's like, I hate Allie. <laughs> Claire. And Claire was like, come home, Allie. I was like, you could text her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why is Claire? Why are Claire and Allie not in touch during this? Claire's busy. She's got the Eli who's thinking about slitting her throat true. and drinking her blood. Which apparently so this is going to get all get pretty wild pretty mm -hmm, soon. Mm -hmm. But like if you ran away from home when you were a teenager, mm -hmm. wouldn't you still be in touch with like your best friend being like, I ran away from home. Don't tell anybody. Or would you? Well, then your best friend might tell on you. Be like, oh, she's here. I guess that's true. I guess that's true, but I just feel like, why is Claire not at the Bandari's house? Like, this is yeah. your best friend. Don't you think? Well, she went to private school and, you know, they're not hanging out as much anymore. Well, I guess. That's a good point. It's hard. Don't you think, though, if you, if Kindle ran away, you would be at her parents' house being like, let's find her? Probably. My dearest friend. Probably. My sweetest friend. Did you have any friends run away? No. I only thought you? about running away when I was like an actual child. And no. I would get upset. I was going to be Why? like, I'm going to run away. At. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like getting yelled at. Yeah, no. I'm going to leave. You? I'm going to get a bindle. Just, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go walk down to the stream. 
Yeah, I gotta go down to the stream with my bindle. <laughs> I had a little mini mouse suitcase. I probably would have taken that with me. <laughs> that would have been good. Didn't have wheels on it though. Just have to carry so it. she goes back to Johnny DeMarco after she gets her bag stolen by the drifter. Mm-hmm. Are you a runaway? That was so funny. <laughs> I love Allie. <laughs> and meanwhile, Johnny DeMarco has called Sav and said, your sister's here. You better come here. Yeah. He comes and she's like, oh, I guess you're going to make me go home. He says, I'm not going to make you go home. I can't make you go home. But, mm-hmm. you know, it might be nice to come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes home. He does. He tells his parents. He's like, she's safe. And they're mad at him. They said, you didn't make her come home. And he's like, no. And this is when he finally stands up to them. And he's like, it's about Maybe fucking if- time, Sav. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you let your anger take over everything. And it makes us all feel bad and sad and the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Really like uh, butters them up for when Allie comes home later to not be so mad about it. Yeah, they're having a very sad dinner and no one's talking when the, yeah. there's a knock at the door and they all get up and like Sav's like, I'll get it. He gets it in its alley. And they have this conversation um, and she's kind of like, you know, you guys gave up on me. I feel like I could never do anything right. You know, the extremes of and I mean, her parents were hard on her for sure. And like they definitely need to talk with a therapist, which they've been saying that they will do now. But yeah, she also felt so hopeless in that. And I was like, it's not that bad, Allie. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously not. It wasn't. I mean, really, they yeah. were startled by the things they learned about their daughter, you know? Yeah. Which is understandable. But I do think that they went about it in a very, like, militant and yeah. probably not the best way. Yeah. And so they learned. The interesting thing was when she brought up the therapist, mm-hmm. the dad was... Mm-hmm. Okay with it. The dad was like, f- at but first he, he was say, like, well, he did say like, let someone into our family business. But then he was like, maybe that could work. Mm-hmm. But the mom seemed to be like, with her eyes, good oh, eye acting, very good not eye. Not so acting. sure about the therapist. Interesting. Yeah, the mom was like, ooh, I mm-hmm. don't know about, mm-hmm. I don't know about this kind of stuff here. Yeah, but and they they say that they've been fighting for so long. Let's like blank slate start over. Mm-hmm. And they took a new family photo. They did. Which was going to be their blank slate. Did you cry a little bit at that point, Rach? No. Did you? Oh. Yeah, I got a, bit, a couple of tears in my eyes. Oh. Yeah. Is that because you're were... just imagining when your kids are eventually going to run away because they're mad at you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just felt very like... Who do you think's going to do it, Max or B? Oh, Max. <laughs> Max, 100%. <laughs> it just felt very like... I, I needed them to get there and they did. And I was, I was sort of like impressed with the dad in a sense, because he comes, or at least it seems he comes from this very like old school traditional sort of way. And I mm-hmm. would imagine it'd be very hard for him to even like entertain these new ideas. And he, and I think Sav really got through to him mm-hmm. and he seemed very open to like, you know what? we might have to change things up because mm-hmm. she said she was like, I want to go to college. I want to be a better person, but I'm going to be here for two more years and I need you to work with me, not against me. Essentially. Mm-hmm. I liked they, that conversation. I liked that a lot. 
she mm-hmm. was very smart, you know, very mm-hmm. like um open and pointed about what she needed from them. And they were well, at least the dad mm-hmm. was pretty open to it, I thought. Yeah. Also, I would like to point out that at this point, Sav thinks that he got his ex-girlfriend pregnant and she had a miscarriage. And like his parents have no idea. And I'm like, that no, is he knows. He knows that he knows at this made. point. Yeah, he knows. Because remember, they got back together to like get back at Holly J. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He knows that she was never. But he did think that for a hot minute. He did think that. He did think that. Yeah, you're right. But it's also that is what the baggage that Sav is bringing to a lot of this, too, is like, you wouldn't let me date Anya. I mean, they don't really know Mm -hmm. about Holly J. It would probably be an issue. Mm hmm. So he's like know, got one foot out the door, so he doesn't care. They're letting him try out for music conservatory, and even yeah. though his dad was like not into him being a musician, yeah, he loves music so much that you know, just the gifts, just the twice the gifts, twice the gifts. Yeah, hey Pat, hey, what's up, Rach? Could you get the C story? I mean, I guess. Do I have to? <laughs> Do I have to get the C story? There's a time capsule. Dom Perignon had yeah, all Dom. the grade tenors bury a time capsule three years ago when he apparently also taught them. I guess they all just teach you ever like, it's just free for all in the school. This I went is to a school K, that was this middle is a K school. through 12. Yeah. I went to school that was a middle school, high school. You did not have the same teachers for both. Yeah. It's K through 12. Your kindergarten teacher teaches you in fucking 11th grade. Come on. <laughs> well, sometimes they switch grades as teachers. The grassy community school. It's true. So yeah, time capsule. Time capsule. There's they all wrote letters to themselves. Wesley wrote one where he was like, "By this time, I'm gonna have a girlfriend and yeah. a car, like a cool car, and, and broken a world record." Of some yeah, sort. very into the Guinness Book of World Records. And he was very disappointed in himself that he didn't mm-hmm. get there with any of the things, but thought, "Well, the one thing I could do is break a Guinness Book of World Records." Mm-hmm. Or a world record in the Guinness yeah. Book of World Records. I mean, I there's a lot of records in there, so there's options. You could also make new ones up. There's a whole Paramore video where they break like 15 Guinness Book of World Records in the video. Oh, is it real? And it's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But like some of them are dumb, like running around with a thing on your face with googly eyes. Yeah. Like, you know. But don't you have to have the adjudicator there, like Lindsay's brother? Well, that's what I was saying. Lindsay yeah. Joe's brother, yeah, he is an adjudicator for the Guinness Book of World Records, and I mm-hmm. didn't notice an adjudicator at this. You know, at all of my jobs, people make fun of me for, like, how many people I know who have interesting jobs in the world, but I just know a lot of people who do interesting jobs. Like, it's not my fault. Yeah, Michael Emperick. He's on mm-hmm. Regis and Kelly all the time. Regis. <laughs> He's not on Regis and Kelly all the time. <laughs> well, they break Guinness Books of World Records on uh, Regis who's, isn't on who's, there anymore. <laughs> who's Regis now? Who's the new Regis? Well, it's eventually going to be her husband, but it was. Uh, I think it's Kelly, uh, what's this? Isn't it Ryan Seacrest these days? Yeah, Kelly and Ryan. Michael's yeah. always on Kelly it was and Ryan. Michael They're and Strahan records. for a while. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but he's now, yeah, on that adjudicating. Kelly's husband is going to be on it next year. Is it really? Where's Ryan, Ryan Seacrest? Seacrest has better things to do. <laughs> Where's C- Seacrest out? Seacrest out, indeed. <laughs> Remember Seacrest out? 
Oh, remember the dolphin Seacrest on BoJack Horseman? <laughs> Seacrest out is so embarrassing. And it was embarrassing when he was doing it. Mm. Anyway, Seacrest so yeah, out. back to back to Pogo challenge. I think I'm so, gonna start saying Driscoll out instead of grilled cheese, definitely. I'm gonna say Driscoll okay, okay. out. Ikniowski mm-hmm. out is really hard to say. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ikniowski <laughs> out. Ikniowski. Ikniowski. <laughs> I like, I think I should say Driscoll out and you go Ickney Outski. Oh, oh, Ickney Outski. Ickney Outski. I love it. I love it. That's going to be my new cool name. Oh my God. That's perfect. Ickney Outski. We just figured it out. You know, we just figured it Ickney out. So... Wesley decides that he's going to do the most pogo jumps, pogo stick jumps in 24 hours. And his uncle Mike is going to get him out of class for it. And Wesley tells Dave this this, and Dave is like, this is so uncool. Wesley, this is the eternal Dave Wesley struggle is that Wesley just wants things. And Dave thinks they're really not cool. They should not be friends. They're just not not good. They're not compatible friends. It's totally fine. Like you can like each other. You can say what's up at a party, but you're not good friends to each other. No. And Dave, so Dave goes on like the Degrassi TV station and is like, yo, my, my friend Wesley is going to do these pogo fucking break the record. Everybody come see it, mm-hmm. which puts all this pressure on Wesley. Yeah. It still ends up good for him, though, because he ends up getting a date. Yeah, it's not too bad. Wesley. Wesley. Mr. Belvedere. So then Dave, I guess, comes around and makes an announcement over the announcements at school. Over the announcements. That's what they call it. It seemed um, like no announcements were happening, though. He j- happening. He just like. He just made an in. announcement in the middle of the day. A video announcement. Um, so now everyone's coming. And Wesley's been practicing and he's not sure he can even do like break this record. So maybe it seems like a lot. He has to like jump for 24 24 hours. So the day comes, he's doing it in the theater and they have like a whole thing going. It's like a whole vibe. They're videoing it. I guess that's how they're going to get it. But who's counting these jumps? I have no idea. Doesn't seem like it would be easy to count. No, it seems like you need an adjudicator there, but I didn't see one. But I guess we're just going with it. Yeah. But then there's a cute girl catches yeah. Wesley's eye. And yeah. Dave calls her Big Red. Her name is actually Hannah. I feel like Big Red is not Big nice. Red. Big Red. And we've been doing Big Red <laughs> a lot because of Welcome to that? Valentine. Did you notice that? More Big Patrons, Red. Patrons, we watched Welcome to Valentine, and Big Red is a big part of that. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> She's kind of sciencey and nerdy too, and she's talking to him about like, you know, if you lowered the piston on the pogo stick, it would be you could get in more JPM jumps per minute. Yeah, these two are made for each other. How the fuck yeah. did they not find each other? I don't know. This? I don't know. So he doesn't end up doing. He doesn't end up breaking the record because she does. She does modify his pogo stick mm-hmm. in such a way that he falls and like fractures his arms. Yes. It's wrists. Or he, he's done this already. He has to wear the fucking wrist braces yeah. again. <laughs> he has two of them on. Oh. Mm. 
And so, so he asked yeah. her if she wants to go on a date, celebrate and hold hands. And she was into it. She was like, yeah. yes. It was great. Happy for mm-hmm. Wesley. I like Wesley. It's about time. And that is the episode of Degrassi. We'll see you in a month. Bum, bum, bum. All right. That's it. What do you got? What do you think, Rachel? You know, we go this, we do this 20,000 leagues under the sea thing. That's going to come to an end soon. We can go back yeah. to just the, the one to 10 scale. Thank God. Season 11. <laughs> But, Rach, you know, we rate these things on a scale of uh, zero to 20,000 leagues under the sea, and that's how much the episodes go there, how much they tackle taboo topics, taboo topics, topics, um, or, you know, genuinely uh, get under your skin. So, Rach, how much do you think this episode, these episodes, two episodes, Episodes 1039 and 1040. Oh, what you say? Oh, what you need? Hide and seek. <laughs> how much do you, how many leagues under the sea do you think they are? Um, there's not, it's not a big, okay. So Holly J might have kidney failure. <laughs> Renal failure. <laughs> Renal failure. Um, from strep throat, which, like feels very big, but the way it's presented, they make it like it's like maybe a big deal, but we can't really tell yet. Like it's kind of like an underlying, like, let's see where this goes kind of situation. Um, Allie had run away, but now we know where she is. So that doesn't seem as big of a deal, but the runaway that she identifies does steal her bag. And then the sea story doesn't go there at all. So I guess it's like maybe like a 9,000 leagues under the sea. 4.5 out of 10. Yeah. <clears throat> Bought a ticket for a away train. Like a madman laughing at the rain. A little out of touch, little insane. It's just easier than dealing with the pain. Run away, train, never coming back. We never talk about Soul Asylum. Run no. away, train, tearing up the track. That's a perfect lithium band. How have we never talked about Soul Asylum? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Because she's a runaway train. She is. She is. Sometimes Max reminds me of Dave Perner. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I think of, I say, I've said it to Adrian on more than one occasion. Sometimes when he wakes up in the morning, he looks like his hair. He looks uh-huh. a little bit like Dave. I'm like, oh, it's Dave Burner. <laughs> Soul sounds good, man. A couple of good ep- good good records in there. Oh, I think man. this goes there. What'd you say? Nine thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah, I said nine thousand leagues. Under I'm gonna the say sea. there's at least two thousand leagues under the sea. For Holly J urinating all over herself during that um, thing, mm-hmm. because that would be very embarrassing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say 4,000 leagues under the sea. I don't think this one really goes there. It I know that. Um, much? Yeah. Allie gets that Allie because she's bought a ticket for a runaway train and she got her bag stolen. Mm hmm. But, you know, she's fine. She ended up at home in the loving arms of her parents. So, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. harm, no foul. 
Um, that's all right. Johnny DeMarco's hair, though, was surprising. Yes, that was that really went there. Did not care for it. So I'm going. How many? You went nine. I'm going to go four. Four thousand leagues into the sea. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh man, so Pat. Yes, Rach. There's not even really anything good from this episode to do with you know, this. You could, say, you could sing more parts of the, the great song Runaway Train from Soul Asylum. <laughs> and that'll just work it out, work itself out. Sorry. So no one can help me now. I'm in too deep. There's no way out. So, Pat, if yeah. you had to pick someone from this episode that you really just enjoyed their performance so much that you would help them get a disguise and take a bus to Vancouver. Who would that person be? Not Dave Perner. <laughs> Recognize his hair anywhere. I'm going to go with Sav. I was glad Sav finally stand, stood up to his parents mm-hmm. and sort of, and said to, and, and another thing which we actually didn't talk about was when he was in the dorm room with Johnny DeMarco, he did say, no matter what happens and no matter what mom and dad say, I have your back. Yeah. <clears throat> that meant a lot. Cause yeah. that's where we needed to get for a while. We needed Sav to have Allie's back and he finally did. And he honestly did. It wasn't just a uh, lip service. He went and he sa- said to the dad, you know, you gotta be stopping such a dickhead. So I'm picking Sav. Could also be Allie. Could even be Sav's dad, to be honest. But um, um, I'm going Sav. The funniest thing, I think I brought this up with you before. It's something that my mom has noticed is that like a lot of times when people are kids, um, of adults on a TV show, they pick like a kid that's shorter. And then it's like, but that doesn't make any sense. That kid's not necessarily going to be like real short when they're an adult compared to their parents. They're probably going to be similarly sized to their parents. And the Bandaris, everyone's tall except for Allie. <laughs> <laughs> like her mom's tall, her dad, like her mom and dad and Sav are all very similarly like. It's true. And then Ellie's just like a foot and a half shorter than them, and that's like true. she would not grow anymore at this point. So like that's how tall she's going to be. <laughs> it just oh looks yeah, so you're silly. right. That's true. It's so silly. Um, I liked Sav a lot. I don't know why I didn't choose him. Um, I don't know. I I maybe because he's told <laughs> told Dolly J that it looked like she'd been hit by a truck. Oh, that was pretty rough. You shouldn't say that to your girlfriend. <laughs> and also, I think maybe it was just because of his like obliviousness, maybe with Holly J, that I was a little bit like, okay. Um, or maybe I was mad at him because I felt like he should have like helped Allie more sooner. <laughs> like, and I agree with, with that. I ag- I totally agree with that. He should have helped her sooner. Yeah. Though I I was split because these two people played the same role, and I thought that it was an, a really important role in it. And it's Shantae and Johnny. Mm-hmm. And they were like the friends who helped their friends out in like a really yeah. sticky situation and eventually got them to do the right thing. And I was just like, but I can't really choose between the two of them. So pick both of them. Yeah. So we're not doing this for another month. Nobody can yell yeah, at you. Yeah. Johnny slash Shantae. Johnny and Shantae. I picked Dave Perner from Soul Asylum. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Life's mystery seems so faded. So, Pat, we have someone to welcome into the room this week. Oh, Dave Perner's going to do it because Mr. Del Rossi's not here, so. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to get Dave Perner from Soul Asylum out here to do it. 
All right. So tell tell us who it is. I'm going to get Dave well, Burdard. I don't think this is. is the person's real name, but they had their name down as Holly J. Wonders. Oh, I'm just a fucking kid, and you think I'm going to have a Dave Burdard <laughs> from a sort asylum come out of here when I promise all of the time I sit here and I wait. I wait all day and all night for somebody to come into the show and so I can say and welcome you into the room. What? Holly J. all day and all night? What was the name? Sorry. Forgot it. What is it? Holly J. Wonders. Oh. <laughs> Where did I get all day and all night from? Holly J. Wonders. She wonders how beautiful a time she's going to have in the room. And I'm going to tell you right now, Holly J. Wonders, <laughs> you are going to have an excellent time in the room. Do you like to listen to A Soul Asylum? You can listen to any sort of sad song that you like. You like to listen to They Say Misery Loves Company. <laughs> we should start the factory and make misery frustrated incorporated. You can listen to that in the room. <laughs> what do you want to say, Rich? You want to say something to me? No, no, no. I'm just laughing. Uh, I thought along. you were going to cut me off. I thought you were cutting me off. Nope, nope, nope. Just laughing. This along. is so nice to have Holly J. Wonders. It is like having Holly J. in the, in it the is. room. It is. But this is even better because I know Holly J. She's a nice person and that is a very, very good. We love her very much. I love Holly J. Wonders even more. Come on in. And if it's snowing outside, it's going to be warm in the room. It is so nice to see you, Rachel. Yeah, it's good to see you too, oh, Mr. Del Rossi. Thank you so much. This is so good to be seen. I love it to come on the show, but the problem is if you don't Patreon the show, I don't come on the show. So all mm-hmm. the patrons, we love you so much. Thank you for Patreon patronizing the Patreon. Patronizing? Mm-hmm. Patronizing. Patronizing. Do you want me to sing another uh Soul Asylum song? Sure, why not? Black gold and the white flight. Oh, won't you pull up the check? Let's go for a ride. I don't care about the wheelchair. I've got so much left to do with my life. I love a soul asylum. <laughs> I love a Dave Perner. I love the other guys. Oh, so good. So good. Minneapolis and Minnesota. Gotta do it. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds like a thing Zapata says now. Yeah, yeah. Sounds. So I'm going to get out of here. So nice to see you. So thank you, Holly J. Smiles. Not the right. Holly J., what does she do? Holly J., the character from the Patreon? I'm trying to act it out so you would get it. It was Wonders. Wonders. So she wonders. Oh, yeah, she wonders. Yeah. I don't think yeah, not spelled at- Not spelled like in that thing you do, not the Oneaters. Doing that the thing you do. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Rachel, I love a Tom Hanks and an Elvis. She was like, a Tom Hanks and an Elvis is the best actor I ever saw. She <laughs> wanted to give Tom Hanks and an Elvis the best actor. She oh, loves man. it. She said it was such a good accent and the she loved the movie Elvis. So accurate. Talk to her about the movie Elvis. She loved it so much. Anyway, uh. I gotta go. I'll see you later. Nice to see you. Have a Good great to see month. see you, Mr. Del Rossi. Enjoy. Thank hey, you. Rachel, Rachel yeah. let me tell you something. Yeah? Enjoy New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody there I said the hello. I'll try my best. Everywhere you go, say, Mr. Del Rossi said hello. They're going to go, oh, that is so nice. I know Mr. Del Rossi. Because <laughs> they know great. me. We're they, old I'm friends. sure they do. Yeah, We're yeah. old friends. Yeah. Ah, bye, Mr. Del Rossi. He's gone. It's been good to see you, Mr. Del Rossi. Yeah, it's been good to see him.
Well, Rach, that's it. That's it. We're done. See you in April. Yeah. You know what that means. Good night. Do we don't want to say goodbye to the broomheads? Let's give them a give them something no, else to we'll chew be on back. before. We'll be back in April. Hope you guys have a good uh spring equinox. Yeah. Good March. Madness. March on March on the right side of rightness. The right side of rightness. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all who celebrate Rachel does it. Rachel hates no. Irish people, so yep. But I say Accurate. happy St. Patrick's Day to all people like myself, <laughs> Irish people who celebrate mm-hmm. for the great saint. He he fluted the snakes out of Ireland. Just he did the flute. Them. He did the flute. <laughs> I think that's the a Pied Piper. Fluted him out. The pipe, he Pied Pipered the snakes right out of Ireland, this guy. Oh, St. Patrick. Your name for him. Mm-hmm. That's my namesake because I snaked the snakes out of Ireland. Mm-hmm. I am named for Rachel from Friends. Yes, that's a good you're named for Rachel Dolezal. I would hope not. No, you are named after Rachel from Friends. Your mom and dad named you after Rachel. They knew. Green. They knew 10 years before it was going to come on air. They said this haircut is going to be a thing. <laughs> we'll start off soon. Well, we'll miss you for the month, but we'll be back in April. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not be... saying you. I'm talking to the broomheads. Oh, I'm not going to miss okay. you for a month. Thought you might but miss me. I'm gonna see you on Thursday to record yes. a bonus episode, and then yes. I'm gonna see you again next week. So we're not yeah. at the stage no. of missing. Yet. Yeah, that's true. You can't miss me until you actually miss me. But you know what I'm gonna say when you get out on that road, on the open road, I'm gonna what say, say I'm gonna say she's a runaway train, never coming back. Wrong way on a one-way track. Yep. Anyway. Well, Rach, you know what that means. Good night, my friend. And grilled cheese, definitely. Grilled cheese, most definitely. Ikniowski. Uh, Driscoll out. <laughs> Ikniowski. <laughs> great. It is so good. Ikniowski. All right. Perfect. <laughs>